Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom He died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the Scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the Word of God regardless of who gets offended or not. In Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. All right, thanks. Wanted to come on here and talk to you a little bit, hopefully to be an encouragement and to exhort you in Christ. There are so many things going on around us and with our country being in the balance. So let's begin right now. According to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 8, where men, especially men, are to pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without fear and doubting. I believe it says without wrath and doubting. There you go. And so we do pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for our nation, for all in authority, we give thanks for them also, Lord. And we ask you that the fear of God, the wisdom of God would be in them to rule correctly and that they would punish the evildoers within and without domestic and foreign, foreign and domestic, the government. In the name of Jesus, that you would crush the attempt to take over the rebellion, the Satanism slash communism to bring this nation under tyranny. Father, we ask you to cause all your people to humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways and pray to you. And Father, we thank you that you will hear us and heal this land. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Lord, strengthen your body, each member of your body, with the power of your spirit in their inner man. Let your grace be multiplied to each believer. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let our hearts be established with your grace and let us stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Father, we thank you that you are perfecting that which concerns each of your saints in the earth in whom is all your delight. Lord, we work out, not for, but out our salvation with fear and trembling. And we know that you are working in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. God bless you, saints. Thank you for tuning in. Going to be a short message, I believe, and we will see. But I wanted to encourage you in the Lord to grab somebody today by phone or in person and take five seconds, 15 or 20 seconds, whatever, to lift up our nation as God has instructed us to do, not to condemn and throw rocks and say America's wicked. Well, I tell you what, if that's the case, compare that to China. They've been doing evil, a lot more of it for a lot longer. So let's let God be the judge and do what he calls us to do as specks of dust, as individual humbled disciples in his presence and in his kingdom, and simply petition him for what he says he desires for us, and we should desire for this country. And what is that? To live quiet and peaceable lives. That means law and order must be instituted. And we know that we stand at the precipice right now of either complete anarchy or law and order. And so we need to pray every day. And I want to encourage you to pray with at least one believer every day this week for this country. According to First Timothy, I want you to get that passage down in your heart and mind. Stop just listening to messages and lock it in and own it and share it with every believer you know. 
all over social media, on your phone calls, in your in-person meetings, and when you run into people, First Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 1 through 8, there's a lot of revelation in there on how God desires for His people to pray for and to function in His desire for law and order, to live quiet and peaceful lives, and that men especially would pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, that is, to God, without wrath and doubting. In Jesus' name. Can you remember that reference, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 8? As we make known the one mediator between God and man, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, are you about the Father's business? Are you planting the seed of the Word of God? You should be every day. You know how that happens? That doesn't happen by our own will alone, other than to will to say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done, to give our will over to Him and to be full of the Holy Ghost every day, full of the Word of God, so that our cup runs over on everybody else around us. And that is the blessing of anointed New Testament evangelism, not this cold administration of this mechanical, you know, evangelism. I'm not saying it's not sowing the word. We all have to learn, but God wants us so full of him that we cannot contain the glory of God on our lives, and it overflows on everybody around us. We're getting reports of continually from people that our ministry is able to supply with ministerial prayer and Bibles, and a lot of us are passing out these moments with our master 365-day devotionals, because that is like a full spectrum of biblical doctrine that people can get one portion at a time every day of the year. It's a 365 devotional book, a daily devotional. I encourage you to get some of those, and if you're in the ministry and you want to work together and let us give you a, a try to figure out a way to get those to you with, so you can start handing them out, and let's work that out. And everybody who's listening that wants to start supporting the ministry, we welcome that. It's not for our glory. We don't have any big overhead. I live in a one-bedroom apartment, drive a 13-year-old car. And guess what? I'm happy as a lark. I'm not here to build any vestige or to be vested, if you will, in this world. So this isn't going to be wasted. It's going to be put out to the people. We've been supplying a dear brother named John Becknell up in Kentucky. Some of you getting the messages on the Because You Care page on SafeGuardYourSoul.com. And also because you signed up to be on our email list where we correspond with you once a week and kind of tell you a little bit about what's going on. Brother John Becknell, I called him on the phone. He was featured in a Fox News ad about, I guess, about a year ago. And this is one of the dearest brothers on the planet, I can tell you. And anyway, he runs this convenience store that has also lunch and food and dinner for people to come in and eat. I guess they have breakfast, too. And they hand out Bibles. They, they use that store as a salvation station. They are handing out King James Bibles. We can barely supply them enough. They passed out so many. We send them boxes, sent boxes of them before Christmas. And then also dozens of the moments with our master book, the devotional, and they uh, need a new supply. I just found out today, which is a blessed, good thing. It's also an opportunity for us to be a part of that and support that work. Our job, you and mine, mine and yours, we're ambassadors for Christ. We must get the word into the hearts of the people. And when you're sending the King James Bibles, these devotional books are just flat out loaded with scripture. Every day of the year starts out with a scripture and it ends with a prayer. And that's a great way to get people started in the Word of God. It does not take the place of studying the Word of God yourself. And it says that at the beginning of the book, but it's a supplementation, and it's King James Scripture, 
and it's going to edify. You know, the Bible says in Nehemiah 8.8 8, that the pattern for us in ministry is to read or give the word, the law of the Lord. It law simply means instruction, the written word of God, to the people and then give the sense thereof. And that's what this devotional is doing. It's following that biblical pattern to where we give them a scripture or a passage from the word of God. Then we talk about it a little bit and include other scriptures, not only posted and printed there, but also references for them to go and look up and to learn to be resourceful themselves as they study to show themselves approved under God, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, speaking of evangelism today, out and about doing a few errands and ran into a guy, an older guy named Dave. What a dear man he is. He needed nothing. I tried to give him a coat because I carry food, uh, clothes, Bibles, and the moments with our master devotional to hand out. And those go out like passing out chocolate. Anyway, I tried to offer him all that. He already had everything. I said, you need a coat? Can I give you a coat? Thank you so much. He said, he's such a nice guy. Oh, gosh. And I said, well, can I give you a Bible? Hey, I've already got one. Thank you so much. And how about a devotional? He said, I really only have so much room to carry stuff. You know, he's homeless, so he's probably got a knapsack. And anyway, and something else. And so we had a long talk, though. And he grew up Catholic, around a lot of Catholics. I grew up Catholic. And anyway, this man had the Word of God ministered to him. I mean, Scripture after Scripture. I want you to pray for Mr. Dave. In fact, we're going to do that together in just a minute. And God's going to hear that prayer. And I already prayed for him today. He wasn't ready to get saved today, but he heard a lot of Scripture and love and verbatim from the Bible. You know, one of the things he was saying, and it's just interesting, when we love people and we walk out in kindness, we're not preaching at them. We're admitting that nobody needs Jesus and the mercy of God through the cross of Christ more than we do. So we're kind of getting shoulder to shoulder with them and admitting that we've all sinned. But the difference is God will wash away all your sins when you repent. And that's the main verse I gave you more than once is James chapter 4, verse 7. I want you to memorize that scripture. It will make you an armed and dangerous ambassador for Christ. James 4, 7. Once you memorize the verse, you're able to meditate on it, and it begins to be unfolded to you little by little. Notice James 4, verse 7. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Notice, when you submit yourself to God in repentance, that could be for the believer or the unbeliever, right? Oh, yeah. Submit yourself afresh. Submit yourself to God. That's when you throw your hands up or you throw your head down, however you want to do it. And you say, Lord, I am fully guilty. And you already know this, Lord, but I want to be honest. I want to come clean. Lord, this is the kind of person that's going to heaven right here. Self-righteousness is not going to enter into glory, friends. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Lord, Titus chapter three, verse five through seven. That's a verse I love to meditate on and even speak out loud prayerfully every morning to diffuse that sinful self-righteousness that is resident in the sinful man, the old man that is to be put off. We're not saved by any goodness of our own, because all of our goodness is as filthy rags. Isaiah 64, 6, Romans 7, 18, there is no good thing that dwells in me, none except Christ that is in my flesh. There is no good thing that dwells in me. And you know, when people see you being honest, 
and giving admission humbly to your own weaknesses. You know, Paul said, when I am weak, then am I strong. You're not saying, well, I'm a sinner and I can't help. No, that's not what you're saying at all. That's not the Bible message. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer there in Romans 6, 1 and 6? But you are acknowledging, like Paul, that you are less than the least. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, I believe that is. So anyway, in talking to Dave, and I told him we're going to be praying for him. Let's do that right now. Father, you know this man. You love him. You made him. Lord, we ask you to find him where he is spiritually and save him. Grant him repentance and faith unto everlasting life in Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it. Saints, there's never been a time in the history of your life or mine that we need to walk out of the house every day anointed of God, full of the Holy Ghost. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you make sure you're born again and then ask God, to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. If you don't believe in that, well, you know, you need to get in the Word. we got a lot of stuff on that. Look up the Holy Spirit, or Holy Spirit on safeguardyoursoul.com. If you're saying God wants you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, immersed like the believers in the book of Acts, when Jesus filled them on the day of Pentecost, he baptized them in the Holy Ghost. And in Acts 1.8, notice it says, but you shall receive power after, not before, but after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. What a blessing. You're going to receive power, not before, but after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. I can tell you this, that I lived the first nine months of my salvation saved, but struggling, saved, but inconsistent. And I was fed up with the inconsistency. I didn't want to live a hypocritical life. Didn't want to be weak. You don't have to be. So the Lord, I prayed, I cried out to God. I didn't even know what I was praying for, but God knew, Lord, I need consistency. You know, because somebody had told me that scripture and I'd learned it in my early days of being saved. When Jesus said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father in heaven. Luke chapter 12, verse eight and nine. And I did not like that. And that was convicting me. And so was the scripture where Jesus says, he that is not with me is against me. Matthew 12, 30. You're either in or out of the kingdom. You're either in abiding in Christ today, having been born again, or you're headed for the lake of fire. It's going to be worse for you than if you'd never known the way of salvation. Second Peter 2, 20 and 21. So I ran into a pastor and his wife, and he said, Brother, it sounded like Acts 19. Have you received the Holy Ghost, he said, since you believe? And I looked at him like, no, sir. I mean, I was just a young guy. You know, he said, well, you want to find out a little bit more what the Scripture says about being baptized in the Holy Ghost? I said, absolutely. Sure. Yes, sir. So we went and sat out next to each other. And he pulled out his Bible. He knew the Word. And he took me through the Scriptures in the New Testament about being baptized in the Holy Ghost. And my life has never been the same. Remember, again, as we move on here, Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power after, not before, but after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. 
Jesus said in the Great Commission of the last part, the last few verses of Matthew, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, that all power in heaven and earth is given unto him. Therefore, go ye. In other words, I'm going to give you this power. And that comes, my friend, when, as John the Baptist said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. No matter what else is going on in the world, beloved, we have got, you are the ambassador for Christ as a born again believer. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost and the treasure of God dwells in you. And that's the treasure of this blessed, beautiful, good news, this gospel that you and I must relish and we must be richly rooted and grounded daily in the word of God. If you're not in the word daily, you have already backslidden. Make no mistake. He's not your first love. Okay, now, have you ever been in love? Let me ask you something. Have you ever been in love? I have. Did you ever wake up one day and go, you know, I'm just going to disregard that person today. Maybe I'll get to him tomorrow. No, why? Because you were consumed with that person. They were your first love among men and women. That person was the joy of your heart. And why do we think that Jesus is glorified when we don't burn with love toward him. We must seek God in fasting and prayer and even ask him, Lord, let there be no idolatry in my life because idolatry damns. It is a sin. Doesn't matter what the idol is, whatever you won't give up for Jesus is a soul damning idol. Let me say it again. According to scripture, whatever you won't give up for Jesus that is, put anything before him, is a soul-damning idol. No idolater will enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is a life and death situation. It's time to repent and return to Jesus as the first love of our lives and do the first works. And what is that? Telling everybody else around us about Jesus, but not just doing it in the flesh, being so full of the Holy Ghost that you're caught off guard when God opens your mouth and quickens you to minister to people. Another of the many people who received ministry today was a young fella that was at the store, works at the store. And the Lord just drew me to him. I said, what's your name, man? He said, Stephen. Gave a big hug and told him we're going to be praying for him. And then a lady, the lady, the cashier at the counter. Nobody was behind me in line. And the Lord just had me ministering to her. And I, that was not planned by me. I don't want to plan any ministry anymore. I want God to do it. And if we're so full of Jesus by his grace, but he requires you to seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face continually, memorize it. It'll change your life. First Chronicles 16, 11. You will be overflowing with the word of God, with the spirit of God. And that right there is what makes anointed evangelism where people are getting saved. I want you to pray also, not only for David, the homeless man, but Stephen, I didn't get the lady's name, but I just want to encourage everybody to seek the Lord and ask the Lord today. Say, Lord, will you please use me? Will you use me? You use the donkey in the Bible. You can use me. You've always used your people, Lord. I'm your person. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm no longer my own. You can use me, Father. Please fill me afresh. I mean, brothers and sisters, if God can use me, he can use anybody. If God can save me, he can save anybody. Also, feel encouraged or be encouraged to go to safeguard your soul and look up evangelism. 
That's one of the many categories there to edify you in Jesus. We just got a new post up under the evangelism category. There's a drop-down menu, and it's called Evangelism Adventures, Stories, Reports, and Testimonies of God's Amazing Love. Evangelism, encouragement for every believer. And we list a a few examples and blessings of sharing God's love. We talk a little bit about Brother John up in Kentucky that's putting out so many Bibles and so many of the devotionals. And also, he linked us in, I neglected to say earlier, with a sister in Christ who now has a recovery-type home, rehabilitation home for ladies. And the judges just love it up there. And they're putting, they feel really good to be able to, judges do that. I know other places across the nation where judges love it when folks come in here, ministry folks, and said, sir, we'd love to take this person that's in court, you know, and we'd love to help them out. Sir, if you just let us give us, you know, three months with them or whatever, we're going to feed them, we're going to give them clothes, we're going to teach them the word of God, we're going to pray with them and for them. Man, I'm hearing that judges just love that. I've heard from judges that they love that. They want that person to be changed and rehabilitated, a lot of these judges, and they know that if they're under the care of gospel servants, laborers for Christ, that is going to happen. I could just go on and on. Didn't want to make this long. God bless every one of you. Let us know what your prayer needs are. If you have any needs for supplies, we'll do what we can. And anybody who can give and sign up for monthly support on the donate button, really easy, take seconds. You can either give a one-time gift or continual monthly However you want to set that up, we would welcome that because that helps us to get the Word of God into the hearts of the people. God bless you, friends. Thank you for listening, and we'll be talking at you soon. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, Scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all Scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're Your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.